sound right but we're good now i mean i'm i'm gonna be honest sometimes i just sound like that welcome to two bees in a pod podcast episode two uh my name is brendan and i'm brayden that was an excellent snappy definitely not delayed comeback good to see you slash hear from you brayden likewise um this is a podcast this is a structured podcast we're we, we talk do. about stuff and or things. Uh, we're going to just get into it, man. Let's just let's just mm-hmm. get started. And we live dangerously, so we leave things to chance. So take us away, man. So we'll start a little bit with our Dice of Destiny, mm-hmm. where we roll a D4 and we see and we figure out what we're going to break the mm-hmm. ice with to kind of mm-hmm. kick things Last off. Week. So let's see what... What does destiny hold? Last week had a spicy story, so what do we got? Today's a four. Okay. So we check our charts, and the four says, what are you working on? What's in the works? Well, aside from editing this podcast, uh, which I enjoyed doing, it's been a long time since I did audio engineer things, Um, I uh, have sort of planned out, as for whether or not I'm going to execute on said plan, but I've sort of planned out uh another like actually painting some of my models i need to buy the paints if if for those of you who weren't here last week i have all of my paints as dried currently so it's not great for putting paint on the models if they're dry so yeah i've been because brendan learned a valuable lesson that ball bearings don't go in the tip if you don't know what that means, go listen to the last episode or don't. Just go with. I'm just cool the tip. with out of context, frankly. It makes That's me seem true. more mysterious. Balls, Balls in the tip. Balls in the tip. Balls in the tip, and so you it's dry It's a family out. picture. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, no, I've been working, been working on the podcast. Uh, I've been trying my hand at Blender uh, 3D modeling again. Uh, I 3D modeled a little hmm. goldfish. I've been trying to animate it just for funsies. But, uh, yeah, that's more or less been my week. Um, playing video games and hanging yeah. out and doing little side projects just to keep myself entertained. Mm. Or make money. I prefer cool. to make money, too. Sorry, so I was... What, what are you well, you know... The, well, Sorry, what? Uh, well, you know me. I tend to burn my candle at 15 different that's ends. True. So there's not never a shortage of things Consistently going on. frazzled um, is a good way to describe you. Aha, uh-huh. Frazzled mm. Rock, that's me. Down in Frazzled Rock. But anyway, the, the <laughs> latest, the latest, greatest thing on my work table and uh, coming across my desk, would, I have, uh, I've gathered a society of people and we are going to be taking our society, growing it to a council, and we're going to create a an annual medieval renaissance style fair for, for our local town. Nice. Starting probably in 2023. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. That is it's something that I 
very excited. I, I kind of dreamt up back in in August last year, and I, I'm pulling the trigger on it. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Because I want get it. After, you know? right. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. You know, get like a leather crafter. So... So now we're 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 at the the point where we have to name our society, and it's been all kinds of fun coming up with a name for that. Mm-hmm. Things like uh, the the uh, the Saint Paul Society of of Spells and Swords, or the for short. I like that. I I appreciated yeah. it. I'm into it. Or the um the the other one was the archaic society of swords and spells or ass for short. Really highbrow. Oh. <laughs> we, sort of humor. We, we write we we reach for the highest bar that we can in our society. It's like here at ass we reach for the stars. Well, we firmly but anyway keep ourselves in the mud. So that's now that the ice is officially broken. Mm. We we'll move on to. Uh, I suppose, I'm comfortable. What do you got next on our? I'm, I'm very, very comfortable. comfortable. I got my feet up. Right. Chairs I reclined. Know this is so professional right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I won't even confirm or deny if I'm wearing pants. That's true. Uh, and I got I gotta say, man. Uh, Brayden. Ah. I need you to roll initiative because it's time for an adventure moment. Uh, we are going to embark on an adventure in everyday life. Oh, my. In this fantasy of oh. reality that I will be spinning for you. Uh, I need you to picture this, this location, this, 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 this place that we will be having our adventure Describe today. It to are you Take ready? Take me there, Brendan. We... All right. The smell of Java fills your nose. The sound of Peruvian pan flute music fills your Ooh. ears. The hustle and bustle of the, the tippity tapping Ooh. of keyboards and, and murmurs of various garage Ooh. bands previously undiscovered uh, ringing out into the, uh, in, in, into the airwaves. You are in Cafe Olele. And this is a very nice coffee spot in your local metropolitan area. Who are you in this scenario? What is your name? What is your physical appearance? My name is My name is Chad Chad Spratsman. Chad Spratsman. Chad Chad, Chad Spratsman. Spratsman. Local attorney at law. And I've, I've, I've got, I've got a, a, the big, the, the big Anderson case that I have been working on. And I'm off to the office in my jet black suit, my straight, my, my affixed double Windsor tie, my not my tie in the double Windsor very knot, nice, because nice. I am a professional, my $47 haircut to a T you can set your watch to it. And I am coming in for mm-hmm. my usual. Crisp. Macchiato, my my venti macchiato, coffee latte. Okay, spritzer. Okay, Mike Spratzman, attorney yes. at law. This is uh, this is very 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 interesting character you have for me. Okay, uh, 
Brayden, Mike, or sorry, uh, Spratsman enters this uh, enters this establishment, and he he looks around and he sees like the various patrons, and he can see a few regulars and a couple new people, and before him. It's well, a Chad Spratsman has no time for lines. I make my way briskly to the front of the line. I have important business paper laws to take care of. Brayden, roll me a self-importance okay, check. Okay, here we go. First roll of the game. Ha-ha! I've gotten a two. Okay. Now this is... This isn't, this is, you're feeling good. You were, you were very confident Mm -hmm. on your walk in, but as Spratsman slowly makes his way to the front of the line with a very calm and self-assured strut, uh, just before he passes the first uh, plaid and suspender clad uh, hipster type individual, uh, the glare from the uh, his his bottle cap glasses catches Spratsman's eyes and he notices in the reflection of these glasses that his hair is slightly impossible. out of place throwing him this off is impossible balance. i have paid 47s of dollars for this haircut for it to be out of place is not possible you are now currently face to face with a hipster type he is squared up with you, chest puffed, ready to peacock. This might be a smug off. Are you ready to handle a smug off? I will. There is no one smugger than Chad Spratsman. I am ready for this. Roll me an initiative roll and let's see who makes the first move. All right, here we go. Ciao. That's a 17 for Chad Spratsman. Oh. Okay, the, 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 the hipster sort of like puffs his chest out. And he's like, hey, brah, there's like a liner. But before he gets a chance to get a word out, you get your plant foot down and you may take Sir, him first. Sir, I'm not time for lines. How about uh, some of us have actual jobs to get to? Ooh, roll me a persuasion check. That's a natural 20 for Chad Spratzman. Oh, Chad is more than capable of of navigating the social climate of this coffee shop. You've been here dozens, if not hundreds of dozens of times, and you are ready and you are willing to put forth that that, that personal experience, that self-assuredness in your words. And as the hipster kind of looks you up and down, he kind of nods and goes, okay, brah, you look like you have like some place to go. So I'll let it happen. The next person. I don't wait for. I don't need him to let me. Has anyone called? Did they have they called any names yet for a coffee being Roll ready? Roll me a perception check. Seven. You were too busy fixing your hair and dealing with this upstart before you to notice if any names were called. However, you do see an opportunity, a very brief window. Someone has just finished getting their order taken and they step off to the side, leaving a gap between the countertop and the next person in line. And you're in luck, Spratsman. They seem to be checking their phone, perhaps for an order from a friend or a family member. Roll me a dexterity check. 17. I make my way to the front of the line while doing so, pulling my own cell phone out 
and placing it against my ear. I then go in and go, I'll have my usual and pretend to continue right. my important business conversation that I do not have time to listen to others behind me in line with their problem with their uh, objections to my being there. Your dexterity uh, serves you well, uh, moving in in between the bustling court uh, court hallways. You're uh, well conditioned to uh, weave in and around people. So before really the rest of the line uh, notices um, the woman that is uh, behind you that you now notice, uh, a very fetching young lass. Uh, who is still in the middle of uh, checking her phone, uh, doesn't seem to immediately take notice of you, giving you that opportunity. The uh, person behind the counter, however, is named Aurora. You know her, uh, and she knows you. In fact, uh, she definitely did not get your name wrong on the last two orders you've had here. And it has been quite the chore getting them to not put down Thad or rad or brad uh, as your uh on your cup so you appreciate aurora and she kind of leans forward on the counter and she's uh chewing some bubble gum and uh she looks at you and oh hey chad how's Good, it well uh, sorry aurora i have no time for small talk today's uh my usual please I, I need it to be quick whatever fine here just let me put it in that's your macchiato with a shot with of a what, double sorry? shot of espresso and one of a french vanilla spritzer oh feeling fancy okay fine okay your order is ready child i'll uh i'll i'll, I'll let i'll call your name out when you're good to go i then make my way to the wait up line Okay, okay. The person before you, you now see, is some sort of delivery driver type. He's got a blue jacket with a little uh, game piece on it that is blue and red. You can't quite make it out. You kind of don't really care. You don't eat food that costs less than $50 an order. So your overall impression of this person is they're most likely beneath you. Despite them being about 6'7 and probably able to wring you out like a wet towel, um, they're not small in the slightest. Uh, as you're waiting for your order, the person behind you, in a bit of a huff, proceeds to uh, get their order taken and wait behind Behind you and now roll me a perception check 15 the corner of your eye you see your rival thad no. chatsman as he enters the coffee shop in his clean business suit his tapered off pants perfectly tailored to his form and his hair is immaculate his skincare routine has been doing him well. And you even notice that he has what looks like a freshly pressed handkerchief in he his would. chest pocket. The gall, the, 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 the insult to you who does not have a handkerchief in his pocket. This is new well, of course it is. for Thad. He's clearly trying to make an he's, impression. He's, he's the, the defendant. On the Anderson trial, he's trying to impress the jury with his with his plumage. 
all an act. He's got no no mm. substance to his case. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, your phone buzzes in your ear, and when you turn to quickly glance at it, uh, I'll say you're briefly distracted by the buzzing. You notice that Thad has actually uh, sent a meme to the local lawyers meet and greet group chat uh, that you guys uh, that that you guys have frequented, and you've actually used to go ahead and pick up on uh, some of the upper crust uh, higher ups in in some of the local partnerships uh, in town. Both of you currently competing to get in on the Dunson, Bunsen, and Gunson uh, partnership. And uh, they have uh, kept their eyes on both of you, watching this Anderson Mm. case closely. Interesting. Thad uh, makes his way to the lineup and sort of looks over and glances and he smirks at you. You take one point of Mm. smug damage. Thad. Thinking quickly on my feet, I turn back to my phone and I go, yes, that's right. Make sure we add that to the evidence folder because that will certainly seal the case in our favor. And I say it loudly. The meme it's... The, the meme itself is a little bit on the racier side of uh, the, the upper crust lawyer lifestyle, sort of talking about some low level uh, sort of like in restaurant sort of like law stuff uh, in regards to some sort of false advertising thing. It's very like mm, passe, not very upper crust material. Mm. Your uh, your clerk Janice immediately responds and says, "Absolutely, sir. We will get it done for you." Um, Thad uh, continues to sort of like smirk in your general direction and uh, and uh, doesn't seem fully phased by your outburst. The other people in line also haven't noticed, and yet you uh, wind up hearing, "Ah, Richard, Richard." Your coffee is ready, Richard. The uh, overall uh, crowd kind of looks at each other. That are that that are that the form the line that is formed just sort of looks at one another, and there's clearly no Richard in the lineup. Um, she calls again and then again, and then Thad kind of rolls his eyes and sort of loses interest in you. Curses! It, I look over it. I I walk out. Oh, oh, no. So there's no one else standing in front of me in line. No. Uh, well, at this point, it was—it's really just the one guy uh, that has gone ahead and ordered, and he's still waiting. He's like not the, the delivery guy. The big dude is uh, still standing there waiting for his order, just perplexed as who the hell Richard is. And then I—I'll take my phone and go, "Okay, Richard, I gotta go. Your order just came up." And then I'll walk up to the counter. And I will take the coffee and I'll go, remember my name. It's Chad. What did I say my last name was? No! With disadvantage on this persuasion check. Oh, God, it's a three. Uh, Even though you grew up with the name Spratsman. In this moment of flusteredness, you completely fumble your words and you see Thad arc his head up slightly and look down at you with a smirk. His 
almost completely square jaw is, is glinting some of the light off of and, and the fragrance of his aftershave and musk sort of hits you in the face, almost causing you to crumple to the ground. Roll me a dexterity check to grab the coffee as you slowly reel. 18. Oh, you recover and sweep your hand across and grab up the cup and make your way uh, and, and prepare to make your way to do perform your next move. What is it? I, I, I make my way towards the exit okay. passing by the hips. Okay. And I'll, and I say to him as I'm leaving, remember this day, for this is the day you met Chad Spratsman, attorney at law, and I flash him a business card before I head out the door. Okay, okay. Uh, Thad continues to sneer as you leave, but the uh, hipster actually takes the card. He has uh, grown. Uh, he 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 has grown a liking to you, and you seem to have gained yet another possible Twitter follower. Now there is one peril that you seem to have not taken into account. The final hurdle, because it is this point you realize that this piping hot vente cup has no sleeve. Curses. I bear down and I continue to hold my cup. And then the pain, the minor inconvenience, the uncomfortableness that uh, emanates from your palm that is slowly becoming more and more scorched uh, as you hur- as you clearly qu- quicken your pace. Uh, roll me a endurance check. Yeah. Eight. Oh. It is at this point in time, due to this roleplay session, we will go ahead and allow you to claim one free re-roll if you'd like. Okay, here we go. Endurance re-roll. Huh. 19! You feel the cup slowly start to get looser in your grip, and at the exact moment your fingertips let go, your brain acting in uh, sending signals to the rest of your muscles, remembering that day in the middle of the courtroom where you accidentally hip-checked your briefcase off the table. Your left hand snatches out in muscle memory. You bend your left knee and sweep your hand across, snatching up the cup very briefly in a very cool and collected display, not even f- spilling a single drop. Thad has lowered his chin. He's taken another interest in you. I reach into my pocket and I palm my jacket pocket. I palm Mm -hmm, two mm -hmm. business cards, two of my Chad Spratsman business cards, attorney at law. I palm them. And then as my hand comes out, still palming the business cards, I then pass the coffee, the macchiato from my scalded hand to my, my, my business card hand as to use them to create a shield for my hand to protect me from the heat of the scalding hot coffeeness. Oh. As you exit the coffee shop, clearly impressed, uh, the, the clearly impressed uh, patrons uh, have taken at least a monicum of notice in you. And a few of them even watch you leave. 
possibly even checking you out as you exit the cafe. Thad seems mildly impressed, and you seem to have won this round, despite the first-degree burns on your right palm. I lo- As I head down the street, is there anyone walking towards me with a smoothie or iced coffee drink? Roll me a perception check. Yeah. That was the 12. most enthusiastic. <laughs> it is a 12. <clears throat> All right. You have some options here. There is a child with a Dairy Queen dipped cone, which is odd because it's about 830 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a uh, there is a hot dog vendor. And you notice that he does have a cooler portion of his hot dog cart that most likely does have ice in it. And then finally, uh, there is, and this one you know is going to be a bit more difficult, um, but you see a Karen holding an iced Frappuccino directly in front of you. Bright pink some edible sparkle dust is inside of this thing you can see it's about a quarter drunk and she's about to slowly move the cup to her lips straw ready to go for yet another big sip i plunge my hand into the iced karen's iced coffee to quench my first degree burns brayden you have entered combat with a karen i hope you're ready to roll dice next time on Adventure Moments when we continue this adventure of but, Chad Spratsman. But I want to roll it now. It's, hey man, that's the way that it is. That's the way that it is. <laughs> okay, all those rolls were garbage. We'll wait till next week. <laughs> that's Adventure Moment. That's the thing that I came up with in the back of my brain randomly. I like that. That was fun. That was very fun. I enjoyed that. Um, we play off each other very well. It's the, and, it's and, the and, first. And, that's the first time I've ever been in a pretentious coffee shop like that. Dude, I got to tell you, I I could not tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen because I have seen the TVs. You've seen at least one. Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. likely at a Best Buy. Yep. <laughs> I swear to God. That was fun. That was, um, I, I enjoy that. In case, for, for those of you in the audience that don't know, uh, Brayden and I, we play Dungeons and Dragons, and it is a, it's been, I've been playing it since I was around 14, uh, DMing on and off. Um, and then uh, Brayden is actually a relatively newer player, um, and he's DMing his first, like, full game coming up here soon, which I'm very proud of him. He went from not playing at all to playing with a group, and we play at his house and stuff, and uh, a lot of our, a lot of our buddies IRL that we play with, um, they're part of that group and they're still part of that group despite all of the stuff that has happened with the thing that rocked the world like a hurricane but wasn't actually a hurricane the rona that one rona on is popping up on everywhere on that on that Taking over home note. Depots. <laughs> on that there was note, a positive no we fuck we still <laughs> we're still together man we're this still together true. this is true but on that I note, thought you enjoyed my company. Most days. Yeah, that's fair. What do you say we take a break, and then when we come back, you and I will talk about a little movie we watched called Love and Monsters. Ooh, it's a it's a fun one. I enjoyed a lot of it. All right, we'll be right um, back. Yeah, if this dude, 
we're doing a structured podcast. It's a structured podcast. This See you in a minute. A structured podcast. This is what it sounds like. It's true. We gotta get my stuff out, and then you put a puppet on it. Mm-hmm. This is a podcast. A structured podcast. <laughs> we, I forgot we, we were still recording. Family friendly. <laughs> I love that. I love how quickly your train of thought just goes off into the distance and I can just like steer the, the middle pit break bit just in, in any way that I want. Oh, buddy. I railroad you more than you think. Wait, hold on. Now take that out of con- Actually, no, take that out of context. I want some notoriety. <laughs> they know what you meant. Yeah. And I like it. Oh, yeah. Moist. Anyway, now that we've just lost what? all our viewers... God, you know, I was get starting to get and starting to think that people liked us too, and we we can't have that. We were uh, <laughs> canceled last last week. Ca- canceled for racist yep. comments by yours yep. truly, and this week you called me round. I, I can't did. You. I mm. yep. anyway. We watched a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For for work, man. For work, yep. we did a thing. You suggested uh, a movie called Love and Monsters. That's that Netflix. Have you not seen I, it? I had not seen it. Really? No, okay. I had cool. not even yeah, heard of this. Said, is the fifth time I've seen. I've, it. I hadn't even heard of said movie. Hmm. It's got the uh, it's got the guy from uh, Maze Runner. Yes, in it. Uh, Back Dylan when O'Brien. he was Very doing a lot solid of actor. Uh, when he was doing a lot of uh, teen teenage roles, teen drama novel dystopian future movies. They were really popular at the time. Yep. There was a there was a lot of Hunger Games clones, man. Mm-hmm. I, I think the one hundred is still actually on. I don't know if you've seen that. It's just like they take a bunch of they take a hundred teenagers and just went, Well, now you live on a mildly irradiated planet Earth now. Good luck. And then they just thro- get thrown onto the planet and then are expected to survive. Is that a reality show? Um God, I wish. Uh, no, it's in the future <laughs> and uh, is a space station, so yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'll say definitely reality um alternate reality but yeah uh yeah we watched a movie uh, love and monsters uh it's a comedy uh would you like co- i i i i would i i laughed a lot of the boy moments made me laugh i like when he when he got all when boy got all uh fidgety with the dress the first time i liked that i enjoyed that there was a lot of like visual humor that i enjoyed uh there's a lot of nope moments in the movie nope moments uh yeah like if you look in the background you'll see like oh yeah uh, there's like a big skittery spider like in the distance yeah, there's lots like of doing it hiding thing things or... hiding that he's walking right yeah beside. yeah and it kept the world alive too mm-hmm. like i appreciate i will admit that. like, like they like, did very good one work. left turn he'd be dead. i very much yeah. enjoyed the creatures in this movie and i loved no. i loved boy the dog the dog oh, yeah. best boy best actor in this movie by far he had a character arc. They gave the dog yeah. a character arc, and I love that. The only that. one that yeah. had a character arc in this movie. It was fantastic. That's not true. Yeah. You're silly. Nope. Don't you're being nope. silly. The only thing that happened Joel had a character was that arc. you're being silly. That Joel walked eighty miles one way and went, hmm, I shouldn't have chased after a girl, like everyone said, and then went home. The end. They, they told him not to chase. They specific in in his colony. Okay, just to clarify for those people that watched it, and I'm gonna this is gonna be spoiler tastic, whatever. Okay, so it the movie's the two world years old, so ends 
the world ended. But it didn't end, like, with a bang. It ended with kaiju, cold-blooded monsters breaking everything and killing a bunch of people, right? So the whole idea of the film is how does a person handle, like, rejection or handle, you know, like, a lost love when that was the most important part of their life up until gigantic monsters started killing everybody, you know? And, like, there's, like, a there's that part in the beginning of the film, and they're having, like, a moment, and they're on their, what was, like, a Jeep or whatever the hell, um, or in a car, and then you see like a bunch of flares go up and stuff. And like my, like my, my girlfriend's initial reaction to that was, Oh, it's the thing that's happening. Like the meteor is coming down. No, no, this happened like a year after the meteor had already touched down. And after the earth thought that it won, um, those were flares going up because the monsters started attacking and it was like something they'd been preparing for. Cause if you look like everybody had a plan, there was like an evacuation thing set in motion. But see, that was one of the um, things that bothered me is that they're like, Seven what? years prior, and they both looked yeah. exactly the same. Well, they're supposed to be like you they're know in their twenties. Minor... Seven years is a long time when you're in your twenties. A lot changes. Well, yeah. So, like, how do you look exactly how, the same after but, seven years of living how, in a I look bunker? To be fair. In Joel's, like in in the girl's case, in uh, in Amy's case, like she has, like she's scarred up in certain spots, and like she has, but like I understand because it would have costed more money for them to recast like two younger actors to go ahead and play them. I just kind of let it slide. It's not a big deal. Like at least they, at least like, and they, and the only real part that there's two things that like came from, uh that like the the flashback scenes which was like joel getting over his trauma and then joel uh and then joel realizing just how long seven years was because that's his arc by the way he did have an arc it was him realizing that things did change his wishful thing it didn't help too that like when he was put into the bunker everyone was already paired off so like when he managed to get into the bunker and whatever and they were surviving Everyone was paired off and like someone had just died. It was like someone else's significant other had just died. So it was just like Joel who had been alone for the entire time, just hoping his girlfriend's still alive. Yeah. So this is, and this is the, the this the is road trip, the movie road trip with <laughs> giant bugs. And I'm sorry, but that doesn't, you have that. No, that's a have, cheap way. You of have Michael it. Rooker in there as Clyde and he yeah. is like your yeah. the grizzled badass who knows the land and his little sidekick, uh, Minnow. And like, Don't they know Minnow is sidekick protege. Sure. Okay? Protege. Fair. Protege. Fair. Cause Fair. she, Fair. she even taught Joel. Fair. Okay. So she taught Joel about the, the eyes. two of them. Perfect. Like great partnership. They've got this thing on lockdown and then they teach Joel a couple of things and then leave and that's it. Wasn't that couple? They were of the most, Wasn't the most exciting character, the most, the, the most, uh, ex well, exciting characters for me. And then they just left twenty minutes into the movie, and you're like, "Well, are, are they coming back? Did they, did they like catch up?" No, because no, they, no, they. They're well, that's gone. the thing, though, is there was no, there was no indication of them saying that they were going to stay with him because you said that Rooker, like Rooker's character Clyde, even said like, "We're going to go as far north as we can get you, but then we're going to have to separate ways because it's like." And he even offers Joel, "Hey, you can come with us. We make a good team." And then Joel still continued on his journey. Yeah, but the, right? any other movie, I felt like. 
There was no emotion in this movie for me. Joel was such a wiener that I... How's a wiener? He's a wiener, just always whining and just, eh, he was a wiener and I couldn't relate to him at any point. And there was no emotion that were at no point in that movie where I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad for Joel. I was like, sucks to be you. And they Bro, send up, you gotta, and they set up. You're completely disregarding the robot. The I was just about to Mindy get to the robot. The robot yeah. who we set up in the in the bunker. Oh, all these Mavises are dead. So you know, foreshadowing, we're gonna meet a Mavis, yeah. and this is gonna be awesome. Yeah. And she plays some music, shows him a picture of his mom. He cries. Robot dies. Ta-da. Yeah, that was the moment he realized who his family had become. Because like everything up until that point was him like, you know, oh, okay, I got to see Amy. I got to see Amy. I told her I was going to find her. I hope she's still alive, right? And he no, spent like all the that po- time. No, the moment he discovered who recording. his family was, was when he gets to the bunker with Amy. She basically breaks up with him. And then he looks at the map and goes, look at all the nice things they wrote on the map for me. I That's where I belong. He wants, Joel wants what Joel can't have. Joel wanted Amy, so he went for Amy. Then he couldn't get Amy. Don't, he, don't just objectify Amy. They got separated when they were 17, dude. Yeah. He didn't get a chance to process that on top of his parents dying. Yeah, so he pines after her, finds, stalks her, finds her, tracks. Doesn't stalk her. He, he just tries his best to find her. different radio stations trying to find her in a dystopian yeah, world where he didn't know if he didn't know if she existed. Stalker he still record and he and he still went ahead and tried to find like he still went ahead and like recorded the people that he wound up like talking to. And a lot of those like he even listened like he even talked about how he would listen to a lot of these people just like die off and stuff. And then he so he gets like, there and then they they have a caring moment, they kiss, you know, oh we're back together. No, they don't. No, they don't. They don't kiss at the no. They don't. It's she like pulls away and she's like, dude, it's been seven yeah. years. So like she a breaks lot up changed. A guy that so I she met. breaks up with him. And then that, yeah, they didn't have and a then relationship on the way point. out, he kisses her so good that she no. changes her mind. You no. look at her okay, face that's and dumb. she's like, oh, that's fa- dumb. Yeah, it is dumb. No, you're being no. dumb because you're missing the entire bit with the crab, the pirate crew, the, the Joel realizing. And the bad like, guy that I couldn't that care less about. The guy shows and up so early. Whatever. But you have your antagonist show up in the last, literally the last half hour of the movie to be like, oh, look at that. I'm a bad guy, do bad things, I get beaten. There was no time for me to appreciate him as a bad guy. It was just like, oh, I I just met this guy. I guess he's the bad guy I'm supposed to not like. Okay, now he got beaten. Good for him. Yay. Dude, the bad guy was like, no, no. The movie was less about man versus man and more about man versus nature, man versus self. Like, that's what... That, that, that was the cornerstone of the story for me because it was Joel coming to like literally growing up for one because he managed to take out the giant centipede before it could kill boy, um, which was a great character moment for him. He used knowledge that he that it was taught to him by Merle and uh, or not. Sorry, Merle's his character in The Walking Dead, uh, Clyde and Minnow to uh, survive the um, uh, to, to survive the, the slug venom. And then he uses the other advice that he got from Minnow to check the eyes because he was about to blast the crab in the face with a grenade launcher, mm-hmm. right? And then, and then, like, he looked at its eyes and went, hang on, this thing's like a, a poor, tortured creature. 
hang on a second. And then like he stopped taking things at face value and, and yeah. actually like looked a bit deeper and then, you know, freed the crab. The crab went ate and then, you know, ate the dude. I'm just saying like, the I, only, I, the I, only character in this entire movie, you know, me, I am an emotional person. I wear my heart on my sleeve. The only character. Yeah, but you also turn your brain off yeah, too for a lot of films. The only character in this entire movie that I went, oh, for was when the dogs red, the, the dogs, that dress that his owner had blew into the river and he was like, and the dog panicked. That was the only time in the entire yeah, movie that I was I like, after oh, poor dog. Like, uh, and then Joel saved boy by throwing a grenade into the giant yeah, lamprey. Good for thing. him. Yeah, which was but awesome. by that yeah, point, was, I could care good, less about Joel. Joel. I was like, all right, feed Joel to the worm and just let, let me carry on following Boy and his adventures. He's clearly done well this far. Kind of. I mean, also Boy saved Joel from the frog. And then that's actually the thing, too, is that like uh, Merle also brought up another point. Or no, I'm sorry, I keep calling him Merle from the other show. Yeah, Clyde uh, brought up that other point, too, that like the reptiles, they can't climb properly and then like joel takes that knowledge or whatever because it's like it's it's about joel applying the knowledge to the new situation and then proving to himself and to others that he is in fact useful because there's that whole thing to where everyone just keeps assuming that he stole food mm-hmm. so did you steal food is that is that why you're you're not with your community no i didn't steal food why does everyone assume like even mavis is like did you steal food like well, when she went ahead and talked to him well and that's it so it's like, he lives it's, in it's, this it's improving his usefulness <laughs> and he goes back he goes back he goes all the way there he talks like he, he goes ahead has this like mini battle and stuff like that with the crab and then like it's clearly setting up a sequel it's they clearly set up a sequel with him going there and then having this mini adventure fighting the crab beating the pirate well the crab beat the pirate crew tooth be told but like and we got to see minnow be a badass like pick up a like pick up a body armor uh a body armor plate and block a bunch of shotgun blasts and then knock a dude into a fucking yeah like it's that was the most exciting part and it lasted all of five minutes I've been watching this movie for an hour and 40 minutes and I get five minutes of like Amy being a badass and Joel fighting a giant crab. That was cool. Really enjoyed it. More of that. Joel fighting the centipede was good. Joel, Joel, Joel Joel got his ass knocked out by a centipede, had an emotional moment where he watched his parents get stomped on and then rage shot the thing in the face and it died. There was not a cool fight. There was not dodging and rolling and choreography. It was because he's a 17 year old kid that grew up in a bunker, never was taught to fight because the rest of his family in the bunker was like, dude, we can't, yeah. we, we can't trust so you to then go on the these ne- little fights or because you freeze. So then the next thing, the next thing he fights, now he's a badass. No, nah, he's not a badass. Well, he bumbles. He still, he, he still, he, scra- he scrapes and groans and manages to get it. The only reason he beats the giant lamprey worm is because he has that grenade on him that I think, I think Clyde gave yes. him. Or did he find it? Yeah, Clyde gave it to him. Like, so he's and a lot I, of his I think like that there's some good and you look at it and it's like, oh, if I can do this, anybody can do it. The only reason he survived against that queen was luck for starters because of his timing with the grenade and Clyde giving him a grenade. So at the end of the movie, he tells everybody, "You can all survive because I did it." Not everybody's going to have a yeah. grenade against a queen. To be fair. When you're when when they're like on their journey or whatever, there's like a bunch of like wrecked up military vehicles and stuff. So I I wouldn't be surprised if like there was a bunch of scenes that didn't get put into the movie of like Clyde and Minnow scavenging for stuff um, like picking picking stuff clean or whatever, because like a lot of those vehicles and whatnot, a lot of the the 
scars of the war with the giant insects were like grown over, you know? Mm. So I don't know. I think, I think that'd be like, yeah, I, I want to see more of Clyde and Minnow because it sets up a universe, which I appreciate. And I, I like that in a way I actually kind of like that Clyde and Minnow didn't go with him because that's not, it wasn't their journey that we were following. Like, and, and it would have felt jarring for just Joel to be like, well, now I don't want to go find Amy and then proceed to go off in another direction. Well, or no, it, when they left, and, and I, had, I have no issue with the two of them leaving. Because you expect that you had you okay. It's it, it sounded like an issue. No, no, well, no, no, no. Actually, it's, uh, my girlfriend, it's the fact my girlfriend that, actually expected them to turn on him. It, no, it's um, not the fact that they, they left. It's the fact that they get built up as these characters. They have that connection with Joel. They leave as we're expecting them to do, and then we never see them again until the end credits when they're sitting on the mountain waiting, yeah, where they're them. living up north. Yeah. I was expecting them to like, have some sort of dead. arc where they come back and help him in some way where they decided to come back and assist him or when no, Amy left Joel him, to do it himself. when Amy left him, he goes to find, I don't know. It's just, I, I felt like that needed to be all Joel because it was Joel taking the information and the knowledge and the maturity that he gained on the trip where he just stopped being a helpless wimp inside of a, no, because it's it's a coming of age movie. It's just that the character's now twenty, and yeah, like they didn't show a younger version of them, whatever. But like, you know, I I still think it worked as a film. I think it worked totally fine. It wasn't. It's not going to be the major blockbuster that, you know, it's not Marvel. It's not you know Star Wars or whatever in terms of how big it was. But like, it set up a universe really well. It told a com- totally competent story of a guy who's neurotic and feels useless coming into his own. You know, and then becoming a useful and like helpful member of his community and then even returning to his community because he had every opportunity to be like, hey, I'm just going to stay with Amy. But he no, he did the mature thing and went, you know what? You don't need me here. And I don't want to be a clingy weirdo. Mature so thing of being like, still, you don't want me here. He's like, she did. She said, no, it's they need him. Yeah. He realized they need him more. So he went back because and he, he made got it. his ass. He made dumped. it back to the bunker because he got his ass. Dumped. He didn't get dumb. They literally have a kiss and then they go, I will find you. And he goes, you better. They do the thing from the start of the movie, yeah, which felt forced because she dumped him. It wasn't forced. It was adrenaline and like, oh, she got to see this new version of Joel and how he was and how he can handle himself. And he helped free the crab and he made like. He made tough decisions that saved people in a colony that he didn't even know up until this point. They got heavily drugged by the pirates. You, you, you've you set I it up that, forced. that Amy has spent all this time running the colony. Joel shows up and she goes, oh, like, you shouldn't have come because I've changed. And like, that was years ago. And like, you didn't ask. I didn't ask you to come. And you didn't ask if I wanted you to come. And, and then they're like, OK, so essentially they break up. She gets to be a badass and like do the shield shotgun fighting thing. And then she didn't. he gives her a big, a big smooch at the end. She swoons. And then you better come after me. And she completely changes her tune because he gave her a kiss real good. I I think that you're, this is a weird reversal. Because it you're is. very negative. <laughs> like you're very negative And I'm still like analyzing it from a. Like what? What? I don't know what happened to the setup of like happy, happy go lucky. Try to find the positive and everything. I You're did just find like the sour positive. Man I really liked Clyde. Why are you so I sour? I really today? liked Minnow. I really liked Boy. I loved the creatures. I felt that the movie had really like 
to me, it felt like they somebody sat down and drew a bunch of really cool giant bugs and went, I need to make a movie with these. And then rode around it. Because the creatures were gorgeous. The creature yeah, design. The CGI oh, was really good. Beautiful. Yeah, I love the CGI. And the other thing that bothered me in the movie, and it's one of those minor things that mm. shouldn't have bothered me as much as it did. You might just, maybe you just don't like like coming of age teen things. Probably. I'm an old ass man. I don't like that teen, might be, teen it's, movies. You are crank, You are weirdly cranky <laughs> at certain things. But like, it's like you're super positive and then become really cranky. Why did, why does everybody in this dystopian future feel the need for chandeliers? Joel's mom. I like that. When they were, I leaving, thought that was fun. When they were leaving the house, she didn't yeah, have a like, photo album. She held, she grabbed no. the crappy chandelier, not even a nice chandelier, no. which Joel set up in the bunker. Then he goes to yeah. Amy's bunker and they have yeah, chandeliers. They got a chandelier. Yeah, it's just a running joke. Well, dude, okay, emergency situation. You're, you're, you're panicking, you're freaking the fuck out, and you don't know what, like, when, if you're ever going to be able to come back to your house, you're going to grab shit, right? I'm and not like, going to get a know, ladder out and take two. To be fair, you don't know if the like the the family album, like the photo albums, all that stuff were inside the car, and she was just like, "Okay, this is the least important thing in the vehicle. Take this, Joel." And then they got stopped. Yeah, but like, chandeliers like that are not plug-ins. She would have had to do major electrical work to unwire a chandelier, a crappy glass I chandelier she just ripped it out. with probably just ripped it out with plastic electric light bulb candles to then be like, "This is useful." And apparently yeah, so and did everyone that's, else. That's the hysteric. And that's the, hist- I guess that's the hysteric nature of that, of that scenario. Right. But I, I like that because it's, it's not meant to be fully serious. It's very, like, I agree that there is some weird tonal stuff where like, you're not sure if you're, if it's supposed to be fully taken serious, but then they, they immediately like set in stone, like, Hey, this is a tongue in cheek look See, at it. An, an and I think that was part of like all the, the danger around him. On that, the track. I think that was part of my problem was that it didn't mm. feel like a drama, but it didn't feel like a comedy. I could feel they were trying to tell me jokes, but none of the jokes landed. It was like they were trying to do um, eight-legged freaks style of like scary monster drama comedy thing, but none of the jokes were landing. So I was just like sitting there bored going, eh. And then Joel running around being neurotic. It was like, it was like to me, and it sounded, he sounded exactly like it at the beginning of the bunker is a hmm. uh, hiccup from how, uh, how to train your dragon. Cause he, what's wrong with hiccup? I, I don't know. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with hiccup. I love hiccup. Uh. So when the movie started, I was expecting Joel to, I was, I was honestly expecting this to turn into a, how to train your monster type thing where he ventures out, meets the giant frog, finds out, hey, these things aren't actually trying to murder, kill us. And he starts learning how to, because he literally, he has a book about monsters. And I was like, okay, so he's going to start sketching these monsters and being like, oh, if I tickle the... No, I kind of, I kind of like the concept of like, maybe they might be nice, but in reality, it's, no, they're still very much wild animals. They are much larger, need more calories, and absolutely will be more bold trying to eat people. Yeah. So it's like, like he that had that. makes sense that, on that a scientific He level. was neurotic like Hiccup was, but without the charm. I didn't feel the charm that Hiccup always had well, for maybe me. You just, well, maybe you just don't like Dylan maybe. O'Brien, maybe. But I liked him in The Maze Runner. Maybe. 
I think I like Maze Runner. Maybe I didn't like him in Maze Runner. <laughs> we just found out that you just don't like. Apparently Ryan. not. You have a vendetta. Maybe, a maybe vendetta next week we need him. to we need to watch Maze Runner so I could it's, we'll Delve just we'll deeper. just watch some Dylan O'Brien movies and I'll just rank yeah. them. Have a have a verdict. See how angry you are <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> Turns out he's my nemesis. For I like how. I like how we set up as me, like inadvertently me being like the, the poindexter you know, kind of the pretentious dick. And then like, you're going to be like the head in your clouds, happy go lucky one for this. And it has been just a complete flip again. <laughs> it was not. See, no, cause you, I never said you were going to be the pretentious dick when we did the movies. I said, you were coming from an analytical standpoint and you have been, you've analyzed like the character arcs and blah, blah, blahs. And the blah blah blahs, the in the ins and outs, uh, and I've analyzed it from uh, I went and watched a movie and I didn't care for it. <laughs> well, yeah, that was uh, that was random review. That's a that's a segment in our structured podcast. <laughs> yep. Well, this has been a thing. This has been a this thing. Been a, this has been a thing. It's always been yeah, a bl- oh, as always, Mister Brandon. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, of course, Mister Braden. It's, uh, I think, um, I think, I think we need to delve deeper into your, in, into your, uh, personal vendetta against Dylan O'Brien. He knows what sure. he did. Um, I want to see more movies with Michael Rooker in him. Yeah. He has a really good range. Yeah, he does. Big, he, and, and, and Ariana Greenblatt was actually, I, I, hold on. I actually just, I recognized Ariana Greenblatt. I think she's actually young Gamora in the Avengers movie. Oh, it could be. That makes sense. I think, yeah, I recognize her face. She actually looks a lot like young, the, the young Gamora and. The one with like Thanos is like, oh, here's my little knife thing. It's like, oh, it's balanced in every perfect. Well, let me click on her and see. No, I've got, I've got her IMDb up. Let's do a scrolly scroll. Okay. Yeah, and Avengers. She, she's she's in Avengers. Oh, Avengers: Infinity War is young Gamora. Sick. Where did you go. Cool. I know I recognized her face. I'm usually thing. terrible with like actor. A lot. A lot of my stuff is like I notice uh, actors' faces, but I don't realize like who they are until later on. Yeah. That's why I greatly appreciate Amazon prime. They have an ability where you could pause the show and it'll show you all the actors that are in the scene. Oh, that are on screen. Yeah. Oh, and then you can be like, and it'll tell you what movies they've been in. So every time my wife and I are watching movies Mm. and I'm like, who's that? Who's that guy? What's he from? And she's like, I don't know. And instead of snapping your fingers and raining, like running off 47 names, you can just, I can just pause it, scroll down go, Oh yes. Thank you. Resume. It's great. Good for your brain. Yep. Good for your OCD brain. That's right. ADHD, not OCD. Yeah. Sorry. You've seen my basement. That's true. You've seen my basement. It's not OCD. I've ex- I I have existed in that basement, and that is that's an experience. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we had to, we had to tell a story about uh, you attempting to DM the uh, the Halloween thing. That sounds like a story for next week. For another podcast. <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody. You know, as we always say, take care, have fun, be good. And then before we go, one little bit of words of wisdom. Quote, I require wisdom from you today, Brady. Okay, words of wisdom. Um, okay. uh, let's see. Oh, okay. oh, Reach deep. Inside your soul for me. My, my cousin told me one time, and it's something I've never forgotten. Hold it close to okay. your heart. Remember. And I'm waiting with bated breath. A thermos will keep hot things hot and cold things cold but not at the same time. Good night, everybody. I'm B number one. B number two. You have a great night. It's been fantastic. See you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, it's Brendan. 
from the Two Bees and a Bud podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more, uh, please tune in at 9.30 on Wednesdays. We'll have new uploads every week. Uh, we really do appreciate you listening in. And I hope you have a wonderful night. Thank you.